and welcome to Movie Time Machine, the Oops All James edition, your retro movie review and pop culture podcast, reviewing movies from the past and what's streaming in the present. This week's topic, it's us. How are you, James? I'm doing well. I was going to say, it's been a minute since uh, just you and I did it, but I'm excited it's you and I for this particular topic because I don't think the other two care too much. Um, And it's not like it's a big deal, but I really enjoy watching the Oscars. As do I. Yeah, there was some discussion before this episode whether or not we even wanted to, you know, if Chad and Casey even wanted to pretend that they wanted to do this episode and i i think i they know who they are we know who we are i think we just all agreed that it was best that you and i maybe handle this topic i think so because i think that we will stick to um i don't know i think we'll stick to the movies and celebrate the films that were nominated for the oscars uh sometimes i think with uh chad and case no offense guys but i feel like you're just gonna rag on the actual ceremony itself and nobody cares <laughs> about that. <laughs> so which uh, i'd say uh how did you feel about the ceremony this year with uh jimmy kimmel so i will preface by saying that um uh i'm a fan my wife and i watch the oscars uh every year we would host a party or go to a party if we had <laughs> the time energy and resources to do so um as it is we don't so yeah we were pretty fired up this year uh i think a lot of people i, I mean last year was fireworks right with chris Wa- chris rock and will smith oh yeah, <laughs> yeah. so and the, yeah they alluded to a lot of those jokes this year and it was funny like the the kind of cringy laughter like nobody in the audience was sure what to do with themselves <laughs> yeah i i think kimmel was way nicer than ricky gervais would have been perhaps with the same material oh 100 percent. so and then well and i uh i almost forgot about it until the the first joke came up and then i started thinking about um just remembering like okay nicole kidman is in the audience uh because i i saw her like you know show up or whatnot. And I just keep, I kept on remembering like the picture of her reaction after the slap last year. And it was just like, it was so priceless and shocking, uh, which I was like, so uh, like, I wonder how everybody's feeling out there this year. It's a little, probably a little tense, but I think it, I think it played off well and went fine. Yeah, I agree. I think they overall seemed like a pretty good crowd, you know, good sports about all of it. Um, But yeah, so I mean that's kind of where I'm coming from. I was excited. I watch every year. Um, what about you, James? I think I think you're the same. I am the same. So since about eighth grade, I have always gone to uh, my best friend Paul's parents' house for the Oscars, and uh, like there's just a lot of food. Like uh, their whole family shows up, and uh, we all fill out brackets and kind of watch the Oscars together. Now, as uh, everyone's grown up and uh, like their actual immediate children have uh have children of their own like everybody kind of was ducking out by time the oscar started or you know shortly after um so like even before i got to their house this year um uh, my buddy's dad was like you know james i think it's just gonna be uh just gonna be us after when the oscar started and i'm like oh like well there's nothing wrong with that and it certainly was like everybody kind of left but i just stayed there and watched with his parents and had a blast and like i said that's just something we've been doing since like eighth grade like i think that um nominations no probably the year before would have been i was trying to think it was like the year after i think was goodwill hunting uh, maybe if i'm remembering correctly so it was probably before then but uh yeah it's just it's just an, a long-standing tradition and then we have a uh, with our brackets we have a point system so everybody fills one out and we kind of have this like 
Uh, there's a trophy that kind of goes around as uh, people win. I think ultimately they just put names on the trophy now. And then um, my buddy's mom just keeps it. And then just it's ongoing now. And it's like, I think she just gets a label maker and writes like who won in the year of who won uh, based on it. But uh, I got to say, I was pretty impressed with my bracket this year. Um, I'd seen most of the movies um, on the list. Uh, and then I'm disappointed in what basically the one that I got wrong. And I'm mad how I chose it is what kicked me out and I got third place based on our bracket uh, point system. <laughs> Hold on. I have so many questions. I'm ready. So many questions. First of all, this is amazing that you've had this tradition since the nineties that you've 100 percent. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> First so, of all, that's incredible. Right, second, is is your wife a fan or does she come to these watch parties with you or is it um just you and you and the friends? She, she has it's uh, more or less, but uh, like doesn't want to stay late uh, with that, and so we usually uh, branch off. So like we might take two separate cars, and then I'll stay for to the end because I don't typically want to go home as long as like they're hosting and they're good with it. I'm good with staying till the Oscars are over and then head home later. Uh, some days, like I don't know, I've uh, sometimes taken the day after off work, but also it, it's done at ten. I can clearly go to work the next day. I'm just more like, eh, do I really want to or need to? I got enough vacation to burn. So, yeah. but yeah, it's just been a long-standing tradition that we've done. And like, I was trying to think about that actually uh, this year. It made me think about it, where I'm like, man, this is probably the longest tradition I actually have done um, when it comes to any sort of like. And it's not really a holiday, but <laughs> like that's kind of uh, it. Kind of feels like it sometimes because I don't really care about Super Bowl parties or anything like that. Uh, like, I don't mind going and eating wings or all that stuff, but I just don't care who wins. This one, I actually enjoy watching the speeches and seeing everybody kind of um lose their minds a little bit like this year like i was really excited about most of the speeches this year because the people that won are people that like i don't want to say i don't want to say the others didn't want to win it just really felt like oh my god this is something i've wanted for so long and like i'm finally getting it it just seemed like this nostalgic of people that have been in the business for a long time and uh, finally got a project that let them show who they were I think that was really well said. I think in terms of um, the actors, and we can kind of break the whole thing down more as we go, but I think you're right. In terms of the actors, it was definitely a legacy Oscars. You know, you got right. Michelle Yeoh, Brendan Fraser, Kihoi Kwan, Jamie Lee Curtis, you know, people we've seen in movies for forever, finally getting their statue. So, it, yeah, there that was true in other categories, right? I mean, I think for actors, that was definitely true. I think so. And so like, even when I was, uh, if you look at like the actress roles, like Michelle Williams and Kate Blanchett are like kind of the two ones that if they're in a type of movie, typically in a year, they usually get nominated. Like they're phenomenal, uh, actors and they, they deserve everything they got coming towards them. I mean, man, if you didn't see Tar, Kate Blanchett, like just owned that movie. I'm like the movie itself, not particularly my two hour and 45 minute cup of tea um, about 45 minutes in. I was like, okay, if anybody wants to back out of this, I can watch this later because <laughs> I understand that this movie is going to be like this, but she crushed it. And that's awesome. And that's going to happen. Uh, same thing with Michelle Williams, just crushing it in Spielberg's newest. Um, but then the other people that were nominated, like are people that I really appreciate and like, but like you don't see them nominated very often on there with between Michelle Yeoh, Andrea Rose, Rosen, uh, and uh, Ana de Armas. Uh, they, they're people that I wanted, I like want to see if I see that they're in something, I definitely want to go see what they're going to do next. Uh, but it's not typically the people you see 
at the Oscar nominations every year, like the Meryl Streep's and the Nicole Kidman's like they were in the audience, but they weren't nominated necessarily this year. Yeah, I think you're absolutely right. And it's it's those people who have been around forever, like Jamie Lee, you know, Halloween, one of my all time favorite movies. Did I ever think she was going to win an Oscar? Nope. Did I think that maybe she even deserved it? I will start with the gaps in our movie watching this year because I think that's really important. But like I was a huge fan of Halloween Ends. I know a pretty divisive movie that came out um, for horror fans, but I thought she was amazing. And kind of what she's doing with Laurie Strode in like the later years of her life really resonates with me. And then Michelle Yeoh. I mean, she's, you know, I um, wouldn't say that you think of her as a typical headliner of movies, but when she's there, it's, it's always great. Crouching Tiger, the Bond movie she's been in, all of her other projects. And, um, and I think Kimmel put it best when he pointed out that Frazier and Quan were both in Encino Man together. And he's like, look oh, at where yeah. we are. <laughs> like, no way. Well, and to, that's your point of like saying that it was like a legacy actors Oscars like with because you were able to almost get the six degrees of Kevin Bacon, if you will, or the or these actors had been in movies in the past, like in their younger years together when they were still trying to figure out what their path was like. And that's just that's just super cool. Like uh, you don't see that very often. Um, and because I think they mentioned. I felt like they mentioned something else at the Oscars about uh, Brendan Fraser being with some another actor or actress in one of these movies um, before Encino Man, or maybe it was. Um, oh man, I lost it. And I was gonna say, or maybe it was because it was somebody else besides. Um, God, who's the actor you just said? <laughs> that oh, was also in Encino Man. Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, it was somebody else besides him, like where there was another person that was nominated for something, or maybe it was like a producer or director that was involved with uh, Encino Man or something else with Brendan Fraser that like all of a sudden like, hey, like now it's their time too. Like it's just kind of crazy. Like it's awesome that uh, it was just a I think all around good Oscars where like the spectacle wasn't there, but like the how I felt about like people who won the speeches, like all that was completely on point. Everybody was emotional and uh, got what they deserved. The one thing I um. I don't think I necessarily criticize. I'm excited that they brought back like the technical aspects, like they had gotten rid of in the past, uh, like sound editing and um, visual effects, things like that, uh, that they usually, or that I think it was just last year, maybe the last couple of years that they didn't add uh, or show us or like, Hey, we're going to leave these out so we can shorten the Oscars for your television, television experience. Um, I, I like that they brought those back. One thing I wish they would do, and again, maybe they do this, but I just am so busy catching up with all friends and family and eating food pre Oscars that I not paying it too much attention to the red carpet, but like if they had like, you know, a 10 minute mini docu docu series, like before Oscars of the technical aspects of things. Cause when they show those like clips of whether it's, you know, like they were showing Avatar and they're showing like, hey, here's the uh, motion capture of how they looked. And then when the CGs put in and then when we really fine tune it and what that looks like, or even if it's the script reading and they're like describing like the settings while the actor's reading the script line and what is happening in the background. When they show those like, you know, you know, five camera views or buckets on the screen of what is happening. Like, I, I love that stuff. That's amazing. And so I think the that if they were able to do something like that pre docu series part of the technical aspect, like, Hey, here are all the nominees for sound editing. And then just kind of give like their little preview of what that looked like. That'd be great. Cause I feel like I see only a little bit of it 
right as they're you know announcing the nominees they show it for 10 seconds and i'm like stop can you go back show me more show me more about how pinocchio was made um and uh i would love that because i think that would juice people up to like not really like i understand the speeches are going to be cut off short and nobody really knows what sound editing it really is but <laughs> but i think that, that that would help and i think that would pe- juice people up going man that is that is amazing. Like everything that goes into making a movie, like it is, there is so much, like I can't imagine being a director and having to multitask uh, or delegating all this and then uh, trying to put it together to what your vision was by entrusting in other people. It's just really, really incredible. I, I like what you said. And I think, cause with the Oscars, um, I think it's two things. I think it's for, you know, it used to be an event where you would see the stars. Like it was just, traditional programming that drew in everybody but i think now with how many options we have and we all know that the um the ratings have gone down you know every year um just because i I, of how many different options people have but i think the people that they are drawing now are still the people who are movie nerds so i think that that would be really valuable for um you know those people who still show up still love the show and still want to you know, learn more about all their favorite movies that came out this year. I think that would be a very, very valuable um, information to have. Like how much, how much money do you get for a documentary short feature film? <laughs> like, How much oh, are we working with? Like absolutely. <laughs> yeah. If you're lucky, I would imagine it'd be something like that. So I don't know. It's just kind of, it's kind of crazy to me. Like, I think that like, cause the, you're right. I think it is now the nerds that are <laughs> the movie nerds that are watching this and, um, and back uh, back in the day, let's just say, let's say even the nineties till like now, like it was like this, uh, like the pre-internet era or even mid internet era or before Twitter, like that we, everybody showed up for the Oscars cause we did want to see the glam. We wanted to see these stars out of their um, movies and just into their element and all this. And now we have that ability in theory to see that daily if, if we so choose. And so I don't think we like the people that are watching the Oscars aren't the people that we, that used to watch the Oscars. Like they were like, Oh, I can't wait to see Brad Pitt. Uh, that kind of idea. Now it's uh, like, Nope, they can see Brad Pitt all the time. Uh, so the people watching the Oscars are the people that are like, man, I want to, I want to see like if he wins for once upon a time in Hollywood or Moneyball or whatever. And like what his acceptance speech might look like and all that kind of stuff. It's for, it's for the Oscar person now. I agree. I agree a hundred percent. Um, now, I want to ask you, too, because one of the things I try to do, and I, I fail every year, I can't think of the last time I saw all of the movies that came out that were nominated before the show. So I try to watch at least every Best Picture nominee. Now, that doesn't happen. This year, I had some pretty significant gaps. Um, I, I think there were 10 total in the category. I saw six. So the ones I missed, I missed Women Talking. I missed Tar. I missed All Quiet on the Western Front, and most importantly, I missed everything everywhere all at once. Oh, buddy! So, I um, uh, I agree. Like, so this uh, this year, I kind of tried to stick with my time of like what I thought was manageable, and so I was trying to see all best pictures at least, um, which I did pretty well. The only one I didn't watch was Triangles of Sadness, and it, it was available on Hulu. I just in my head, I'm like. I doubt this will win. So I will just watch this later. Um, so I still have planned to watch it, uh, but I just hadn't yet. Um, otherwise, the other ones I just missed were some of the more detailed ones where if it was in one of the actor categories, like I didn't see living with Bill Nye. Um, I didn't see after sun. Cause I don't know if it was available anywhere. <laughs> so for the other best actor category, 
Uh, so some of those ones like that I missed. Um, I also didn't watch uh, Blonde uh, with Anna de Armas for the leading role. I know it's on Netflix, but again, it's just one that I that I had missed. Um, or I was focusing so much on the best picture ones that I kind of missed some of the detailed work. Yeah, fair enough. And, and it is it is almost impossible to see all of them unless you're making a concerted effort. And those are the only movies you're watching. Right. Well, what I liked, um, but I, I mean, I do like to see, yeah, as many as I can. Um, but the other ones I like doing, like a, it was, I don't want to say it's a tradition, but when it's available is I like going to the theater to see the Oscar shorts, um, whether it's the uh, typically I, the documentary shorts uh, aren't available or I hadn't seen, but the live action or animated shorts uh, typically uh, like are uh, you can go to a theater if it's available and it's uh, maybe an hour and a half at most of both. And like you can usually watch them back to back. Um, so, I mean, at the end of the day, it's like going to be a three hour situation, but, uh, it's always super enjoyable to see because to your point of even the documentaries and things like that, like those animated shorts, again, they're working with minimal money. I bet they've been working on this for like seven years, especially the animation ones. Like, so, and these are the people who like at the, uh, at the Oscars, like when they are winning for their craft, like they, I mean, put blood, sweat and tears into this. Some of them almost go bankrupt, you know, just because they wanted to make this movie, like, that's what's awesome. Like, that's the people we should be celebrating. I know the spectacle of the actors is great, but the, like, celebrating the little guy, if you will, um, is uh, super important to me. Um, so I do like seeing those. This year, it didn't feel like there was a lot of theaters showing that, or when I did find the theaters that were. Um, unfortunately, I, like, I didn't have enough time or I wasn't, I was unavailable because it's not like they're telling me a month in advance, like, hey, don't worry, we're going to have these once they get nominated. Um, it's usually, like, you know, a week or two prior where I'm like, okay, unfortunately that Saturday does not work for me. <laughs> Cause right. So. Right. And I wonder, you would think it would be easier now with everything streaming um, and just more ways to access movies. But I've also found that it, it actually is more difficult than they might imagine. Like last year, Coda won best picture. I, I bet you there's so many people who have never seen that movie, myself included for the simple fact that it's on Apple TV. For sure. And And I, I agree. I did, had not seen it and I only got Apple with my like four month free subscription, like the other, like a couple months ago. So, I mean, I got caught up on Ted Lasso, but I've yet to watch Coda. (laughs) Right. right. And I, I even have it. I subscribe. And the thing I like, I, I literally forget that it's there on my iPhone because if I open it up and I'm going to watch a movie on my phone, I'm going to Netflix, I'm going to HBO. You like, that's no fault of the film. It's just the fault of the service. And I guess myself for forgetting about the app, but for sure. Know. And I'll say that, and, and this has nothing to do with Oscars, but I'd say Apple's platform, like I don't think it's user-friendly uh, compared to others. Like if I'm trying to find what movie, because even when I look up like, Hey, can I look up movies that are available on Apple? Like half the ones you click on aren't free. And like, yeah, I want to know what do I get with the subscription besides the ones that were made by Apple. <laughs> and so some, sometimes it's hard to get, navigate for me. Um, but yeah, to your point, like those Oscar shorts every year, I do think about that thinking, man, if much like other movies, like if I go to voodoo or, you know, whatever Fandango or something, um, even Amazon or wherever my, I want to watch my movies. Like I should in my head, I once are nominated, how great would it be able to be like to like for 10 bucks, just like I would be buying a movie ticket, like where I could watch all those. I would totally do that. And then heck yeah, throw throw that buck or whatever at those filmmakers. I don't care. Like do what you got to do. But like, I think that there's some of the Oscar shorts that, you know, anybody like I'd say, you know, 70% of the people watching the Oscars had probably 
and not seen any of the shorts and we're all still filling out the same ballot and just guessing every year. Stop making us guess every year. Yeah. Like let's, let's watch it. Like show it on oscar.com and let's, and then let them figure it out. Like uh, the Academy. So I don't know. It's something I think that they hopefully will get better at, but you're right. I'm surprised at the age we're in that they're not better at it yet. Right. And that's, I, I think you're right. There could be more from, you know, the Academy of motion pictures. I will say, for the streaming platforms that aren't Apple, like Netflix, Netflix does a really good job of promoting their films that are nominated. You know, there's a whole section nominees leading with All Quiet on the Western Front. Um, you know, they, they do a good job of putting it in front of you when you open the app. Um, you know, whether or not you watch it, obviously, is still on you. But there, I think there are examples too where they do a pretty good job. Netflix being the the biggest one that comes to my mind. For sure. And uh yeah, getting into the best picture one. So you just said that uh, the ultimate winner of that night was everything, everywhere, all at once. Uh, you have not seen that movie yet. Uh, so I've thought a lot about this. Here's what I think happened. This probably isn't what happened, but here's what I think happened. I think that like Parasite, you know, when you you stumble upon a band that you like before they get famous and you're pretty precious about it. So you need to be in the right mood, right time, right <laughs> everything? No, I think I think I resented people for finding these movies before me oh. <laughs> and saying, you should go see Parasite. Like, yeah, I know I got to go see. I will. Like, you should go see everything everywhere. Yeah, like, I know. I'm, I'm the movie guy. Like, I know. And then I think that I just accidentally mentally put it on the back burner for that reason. And I just I haven't seen it yet. So I think, I think that, that people felt happened. the same way about Top Gun. <laughs> like, yeah, like everybody said, go see Top Gun. And so like even to the point like Top Gun, like I was thinking about this the other day that uh, it was a nominee for a lot of things, uh, but it was up for Best Picture. And I thought to myself, if a but like if All Quiet and Everything Everywhere All at Once won all the other things, but Top Gun happened to win Best Picture, I don't know if I would have been upset about it. <laughs> so because uh, that movie was so enjoyable. It was so good. I couldn't believe it because... I, I was late to Top Gun. I missed it in the theater, was pissing myself for missing it in the theater. And then I was like, there's no way it's as good as everyone says it is. It absolutely was. That movie's amazing. Oh, man. So good. And I just remember, um, so my buddy who I, uh, whose parents' house I go to, to the Oscars every year. So he was like asking if I'd seen Top Gun. And I was like, I was reluctant to say yes. I, I saw Top Gun three times in the theaters. Now, let me explain. I saw it. My uh, brother-in-law was like asked to, he's like, hey, do you want to go to Top Gun with me like opening night or we can go the day before, but like get tickets and go. And I'm like, yeah, let's let's have dinner the night before and we'll watch the OG Top Gun and then we'll go to the movies. So that's what we did. It was amazing. Uh, then another buddy was in town. Um, he's a teacher in Saudi Arabia. And he was like, hey, we should go like, uh, let's go see a movie. Like, what do we want to see? And it was between Jurassic Park and Top Gun. And I'm like, I'm like, dude, I'd see Top Gun again. Like, it was amazing. And so we went to Top Gun again. Then my friend Sarah was like, hey, I took a half day and the kids are going to be at or we're at school still. Like, do you have you seen Top Gun yet? Would you like to go? And I didn't have the heart to tell her that I'd already seen it twice, nor did I not want her to miss it in the theaters. So I just didn't tell her till after we watched it, that that was my third viewing. Um, so I'm good on seeing Top Gun for quite some time. I don't need to see it again. Um, but sorry, this takes me back to my buddy uh, who was like, Hey, have you seen Top Gun? Like, uh, 
and do you recommend it? And I said, yes. Uh, but when he told me he finally saw it, he watched it on a damn plane, like coming back from like Vegas or something. He watched <laughs> it like on a 10 inch screen. I was like, dude, I told you this was a theater viewing experience. You need to go to the theater. And he's like, oh, like I didn't know when I'd have time. So it was available. So I just watched it. I'm like, I don't even know how enjoyable that would be <laughs> on, a, on a plane. <laughs> but you do you, bud. <laughs> Man, I mean... I watched it on my TV at home, which still did not feel big enough for what they were trying to show me. Right. Exactly. Um, So everything everywhere at once for me. And uh, I feel like I texted you guys this pre Oscars with anticipation, but uh, I saw it last January when it came out. Like I saw it in theaters, uh, a friend wanted to go and we went. um, You were on this one. Like and I was, show. you were on this one. Yeah. And I was like, and I'm like, I left the theater and I said to myself, uh, or I said it out loud. I think I go, man, it is early in the movie year, but I was like, this is my favorite movie this year so far. And it hasn't, it hadn't wavered. Like I'd say, I know we just talked about Top Gun and I love uh, like, so like those two were probably my two favorite movies last year um, for sure. Uh, but like, yeah, everything everywhere all at once was another one where um, anytime if somebody was like, Hey, have you seen this? Do you want to go see it? Um, I only saw it once in the theater, but like, I definitely, uh, watched it. Like we rented it at a buddy's house, like probably six months ago as well. Um, or whenever it was available to rent. So, uh, that was definitely my favorite movie that year. It was super original. I left feeling, I don't understand how, like it, it had to be the writer director duo situation. Like where like, cause if somebody wrote this and then sold the script, there's no way this vision would have gotten out the way it is. It is just so like, everybody's like, Oh, what's it about? I'm like, it's just bonkers. I don't know how to explain it. Just go watch it. It's just bonkers, but it's a lot of fun. So. Yeah. I really need to see this movie. There's, there's just no way around it. I, I enough's enough. Damn it. (laughs) Absolutely. And so in, well, in my Oscar ballad, so this is where I, this is where I said I lost. Like I did really well at picking a lot of the things um, for everybody, but the one where I'm like, man, if I just would have gone with my gut instead of nervously chose somebody like, so for actor in a supporting role, I did not pick Kehoi Kwan for everything ever all at once, which I had seen and I loved and he was amazing. I did not pick that. I picked the movie I hadn't seen because I was just thinking to myself that I'm like, you know what? It probably is going to be something else because it was uh, so I picked the Brian Tyree Henry from Causeway and it's on Apple. It's another one on Apple I haven't watched but I just thought like, I'm like, I'm just going to do this Hail Mary one because uh, I'd, I'd seen the other ones. Everybody did a really good job uh, and uh, we'll see what happens. Uh, and of course I got it wrong and I was so mad as soon as it happened. I'm like, God, I should have known better um, on that. Uh, the fun thing we do with our Oscar ballots is um, every year there's a category that's picked for um, like if there's a tiebreaker reasons. So the supporting actor one was the tiebreaker. And uh, what we do is uh, at the uh, at the bottom of our ballot, we write in a time. So we gauge how long do we think the acceptance speech will be? Will nice. it be 30 seconds? Will it be two minutes? Will it be whatever? And so if there is a tiebreaker involved, then we go based on did they get that category correct? And if they did, how long was the acceptance speech? And then the person with the closest time, that would be the winner. So it, it, I don't know if it's ever gotten to that point, but it's, it's fun. And I should know better. Cause I'm like, Oh, let's just do 90 seconds. And then instead, like he was so excited and like on screen for probably like four minutes. Like I can't remember. I think it was like actually like two forty five, if I remember correctly. So oh, a lot of fun. Man. Though. We, we goofed. I, so we, we had a YouTube TV subscription pause. So I, I, I took a free trial on FUBU 
Fubo, whose uh, UI is terrible, by the way. I was like just trying to pause it and somehow exited out of the ceremony during his speech. My wife was so pissed at me. Oh, no. I was like, I'm so sorry. I don't know why this app is so terrible. So I, I'm going to have to go back and watch that. Um, but uh, James, I wanted to ask you um, if you had any snubs, because that's one of the best parts about the Oscars years. I think this was generally a feel good Oscar. But just like every year, I mean, someone's going to get snubbed. That's how it goes. Did you have any here? I will start. Um, I'll give you time to think. So you haven't seen Triangle of Sadness, but there's an actress in it who's quite good. Her name was Shelby Dean. And unfortunately, she passed away last year. It was very strange. She got sepsis. Um, and I, the more I read about it, she she doesn't have a spleen. She lost it after a car accident some years ago. And I guess that's oh, essential wow. to fighting sepsis. And it's so odd because you can see the scar on her stomach in the movie because they're on a yacht. She's in a swimsuit. You can see the scar. And it, it, it was like haunting to look at because I, I saw the movie. I was like, she's great. She's gorgeous. Who is that? Oh, my goodness. She's she's gone. And oh, my I, gosh. And this so how was, old is this person? I, she 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 couldn't have been older than 30. Couldn't have been older than 30. And this was her this was like her breakout role, right? Because she'd been doing some smaller stuff. But this is like she's arrived like she's going to be a pretty big time actress. It, she's great in the movie. But then during the I, I was stunned that the in memoriam, she wasn't the first face we see. We didn't see her at all in the television broadcast. And I, I was just gobsmacked by this person who got their breakthrough role for a movie that's nominated for best picture doesn't even make the in memoriam on TV. I, I could not believe it. Oh, wow. So, yeah. So that's, that's my award for biggest snub <laughs> for sure. And now like, well, it's funny see, like it's little, not little things, but when you describe that now I'm like, okay, I need to watch that movie today. So I am excited <laughs> to jump into that based on kind of how you describe it. Um, the snubs for me, I guess, uh, maybe like the two that come to the top of my head is either Florence Pugh for uh, Don't Worry Darling. I thought she did an amazing job in that movie. Um, I also really like her. I'm excited to see her progression as an actress and uh, like because she's like so young. And so she's got a whole long uh, span ahead of her with that. Um, and then. Uh, women talking, which I think is available on Hulu or Amazon or one of them right now. Um, or at least it was right before the Oscars. I think maybe they were just trying to get it out there. Uh, but women talking, uh, every single actress in that movie does a phenomenal job. Everybody has their own, um, you know, their own character that they're trying to get out there. But like you believe them, you be it's just, I don't know. I don't know how else to describe it. Like everybody did such a great job. I was surprised and I didn't have any one specific actress that I wanted um, up for supporting or best actress from that movie. But I was just surprised that none of them were. Um, so definitely one that I recommend It's a movie where it's very clear. It was based on either a book or a play. I'm pretty sure it was a book. Um, so I'm happy it won um, adapted screenplay by Sarah Polly. Uh, but I was very surprised that the actresses in it didn't um, didn't weren't up for anything, uh, especially with like Claire Foy and Rooney Mara. Like, and uh, there's several others in there that I just don't know their names off the top of my head. Francis McDormand, all stars. Uh, yeah, all yeah stars. it was it was an all star cast, so it was very good. Even the like the younger um, younger actresses that were cast that like the, the faces like you don't necessarily recognize. Uh, it's like definitely everybody in that cast is people somebody to look out for if we haven't already. So, right. Um. Yeah, I got to see that one too. 
that was yeah i trust your judgment um <laughs> so we got to wrap it i'm gonna leave on uh my my highlight and then i'll uh curious to hear your highlight or favorite moment um so i i have two i'm cheating so first is just not to not to that was amazing oh that god dance. yeah <laughs> I know you're a Bollywood guy. Well, yeah, um, I was. I was like, I was excited that I forgot until the moment, and then I'm like, oh my gosh, they're gonna perform this live! <laughs> like, yeah. and then it hit me, and I got super juiced up about it. So that was so good. Um, and then for me, lastly, uh, Banshees of Anishirin. That was. I grant I haven't seen everything everywhere. That was my movie of the year. Absolutely hit with me. I loved it. Colin Farrell was amazing. I loved the dark humor of it all. Like. That was like that was my movie of 2023, and the fact that it didn't win anything is so Irishly poetic that it's actually kind of perfect. <laughs> so that's kind of where I landed with that. Banshees of Inisherin, like the best movie that nobody saw last year. Um, James, what was your highlight or favorite moment? Well, since you mentioned Ban- uh, Banshees of, and I always it was funny. I think I can't remember if it was in our thread or somebody else's where uh, we were talking about Banshees, and uh, somebody goes, "Oh yeah, I need to see Banshees of Ed Sheeran," and I'm like, "That's exactly how I will remember to pronounce this name, Inishran." So um, that's that how me, I call it. By the way, uh, was it you? Yeah, I couldn't remember. Uh, but then, uh, so the fact that they brought a burrow on stage, I thought was uh, pretty funny uh, mm-hmm. <laughs> the, on there. So I thought that was really great. Um, and then also. Uh, there wasn't a lot of love on this uh, because he didn't win, but I just have this nostalgic thing. John Williams, man. So he yeah. like up for an Oscar, 91 years old. If I remember correctly, I think like he was been nominated 53 times and have, has won five, which is just insane to think. Of. Well, in my head, it's more insane that like he's only won five. Um, yes. But sometimes I go back like um, I went back to see like what happened in 91 because I think about how Home Alone isn't Home Alone without that score. Like, it doesn't work without his music behind it. So what beat out Home Alone, which he was nominated for, and it was Dancing with Wolves. And I'm like, okay, that makes sense. So, like, there is, like, there's always these movies that, like, it's like, yeah, he's he's great, but there's something else that did something slightly different or uh, better that year. But uh, just the fact that John Williams was there and he showed up, and I think this is probably one of his last, uh, last nominated films. I think the last one he's going to do is the newest Indiana Jones, and I think he's officially retired after that. Um, so I've just, uh, like, I, I, I support the decision of, uh, who won. And so like, as far as like him not winning for, um, Fablemans, but I was excited to see that he was there and representing. I, yeah, I'm, I'm so glad you said that. I, I picked him for my pool. I was like, he's probably not going to win, but this might be the last time I get to pick John Williams for my Oscar pool. So screw it. I'm picking John Williams. Yeah. And the winner was all quiet on the Western front. So, and I'll just leave it with you with this again, it's on Netflix. If you haven't seen it and you're on board with, uh, you know, war movies, as far as, you know, either saving private Ryan or fury in that kind of category, uh, this, that movie is epic and it's really, really well done. So I recommend you see it. I, yeah, I definitely will. I, I do love war movies, even if we're watching the Germans. So that's <laughs> on my the Germans, the Germans, um, so James, cool. that's all I have. Do you have anything else? Any final thoughts? No, no final thoughts. I want to just say thanks for uh, doing an Oscar pod with me. I, I was reluctant to see if we were actually going to do anything on this um, besides like a quick five minute like recap. Um, so I'm excited that we got a chance to actually sit down and do it. Me too. Uh, Oscars are a safe space with me. So <laughs> perfect. <laughs> <laughs> cool. Well, thanks, James. Yeah, I, likewise. I'm also happy that uh, we got to talk about this. So. 
thank you and thank you all for listening and joining us on this episode of movie time machine and we will be back eventually with more talking about movies video games tv shows and everything in between thank you for listening to this oops all james episode bye james bye james James.